0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This
1: is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Rick Uccino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. Oh, and a good Monday morning to you. Let's start the work week off right. With the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast, Ricky Chino, SB3. Joining you as we always do, Monday through Thursday, to break down a weekend of professional wrestling. You had a big title change. got a big injury. And surprisingly, it's not Mad Cat Moss. Mad Cat Moss, what was you thinking? Tucking your chin on an Alabama slam. Whew, dude. Mad respect to Madcap. We'll get to that, though. We will get there. So much to get into here, SP3. First off, how was your weekend, man? There was a lot of wrestling on. I know you watched a ton of it, starting with Elimination Chamber at noon Eastern on Saturday.
0: Man, because thankfully I didn't I didn't stay up late and watch New Japan in the morning. But, yeah, I started off the day with Elimination Chamber. I think I, I had to take a, a nap with my kids because I was exhausted after that. After watching uh, Brock Lesnar murder people, I was exhausted. I had oh, to move I got, on. I got
1: cherry Pepsi in my nose. <laughs> Dang it, man!
0: Dang it, man! Had to, had to had to take a nap after that. Then watched No Surrender, uh, Impact No Surrender, which was a good show, with a very noteworthy show as well. I was going to bring that up on this show as well. Uh, and uh, GCW and A to end my night. Jesus, there is
1: no man on this planet that is more committed to watching professional wrestling than sp3 which is why he is on this show uh we are going to focus a lot of this on elimination chamber and the fallout of it because unlike the true heel heat youtube channel we don't have two hours on our program to talk about this. This is a half-hour podcast that averages 58 minutes. Uh, and, you know, plus at the time of this recording, SB3 is looking at his watch because he wants to go watch the NBA All-Star game, which is totally fine. I get it. Uh, and, yes, we do have basketball in full swing, both pro and college hoops. And Bet Online is your place to go, ladies and gentlemen, from all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, where the next coach fired is going to land. Bet Online number one spot. For all of your betting needs, head over to the website, use your mobile devices to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get you started. That is B-L-E-A-V, and it is not just basketball. Bet Online is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, right down to Olympic coverage, and it's the best in the business. Sports, down to your favorite Vegas casino games. BetOnline, your number one online wagering destination. The fastest and easiest way to wager on all your sports and play your favorite games. Bet online where the game starts. And SP3 and myself, if you had watched our uh, Elimination Chamber preview show with John Alba from AdFree Shows, all three of us would have bet a sizable amount of money on Brock Lesnar walking away from Elimination Chamber with the WWE Championship. And that is exactly what happened. Brock enters, eliminates four of the five men one being bobby lashley uh who was taken out for storyline purposes and why was he taken out for storyline purposes there was a report that came out after elimination chamber that he is going to need shoulder surgery he hurt his shoulder at the royal rumble and is very very likely with that shoulder surgery to miss uh wrestlemania uh it's pretty much a guarantee he's going to miss wrestlemania he could be out for four months wrestlemania is only six weeks away can't as we can't stress enough how much this sucks, how much this sucks for Bobby Lashley, who walked into last year's WrestleMania as a WWE champion, had an opportunity to do it again this year and doesn't even get to defend his title. Now I'll say this much. I I definitely prefer this way of doing it rather than having to like, Lashley kind of like just drop out and say, I have to relinquish the championship. I kind of like the storyline right out of him getting taken out of elimination chamber. And it does kind of protect him a little bit too, because he wasn't eliminated and he has a gripe. If Brock Lesnar's WWE champion four or five months from now, we can swing right back into that heading, heading into SummerSlam season.
0: I'll never be okay with WWE doing any type of angle where they make a storyline out of concussion protocol. So, no, yeah, I did not. I, that, I yeah. rather I had rather Bobby Lashley had come out, be like, I can't compete in the elimination chamber, I will relinquish the title. But when I come back, I'm the almighty champion, will be back and reclaim his title. I think that looks makes him look a whole lot better than a plastic glass going in his face and then he's out for the entire match. That made him look weak, honestly, because literally every like, uh we'll talk about the booking of this men's elimination chamber match, but that whole angle to just write Bobby Lashley off, really took away from a lot of this matchup. So, no, i much rather than have than not do it any other way than the way they did it. But it's very sad for Bobby Lashley, because he has been one of the best performers in WWE since the pandemic started back in 2020. He really revived his career, got MVP, uh, you know, behind him, in the Hurt Business, a great United States Championship run into what he's done with the WWE Championship, two title reigns, reclaiming the title at Raw Rumble. You know, I, I don't know. I think the plan has been for what we got for Brock Lesnar to be WWE champion and for us to have a title versus title match at WrestleMania with Roman Reigns, the Universal Champion. So I don't know, you know, if Bobby Lashley would have been WWE champion going into WrestleMania. I do know that maybe if Bobby Lashley was healthy since the Raw Rumble, we would have gotten some type of hint. As to who he'd be versing at WrestleMania, because that was one of the main things. And one of the things we said about Bobby Lashley as of late before this surgery became the big story is he's one of those big stars. Despite being the WWE champion heading into the pay-per-view, he didn't have a ready-made WrestleMania matchup. You have kind of already got the wheels turning on Kevin Owens and Steve Austin. We know Roman and Brock. Everybody wanted bianca and becky we got Rhonda and charlotte like all these major stars kind of have their position and like i said with cody coming in that opens it up for seth rollins to have his perfect partner so you're the odd man out where you don't have anybody that's at that same stature of an upper card top top of the card type of guy to for you to go up against so it is disappointing that he is going to miss WrestleMania. He misses out on that big payday, but hopefully he can get healthy, get back to where he was, and WWE knows the type of star that he was. And because of the way they booked his way out with this, with this in the Elimination Chamber, this is a good sign that they do view him as a top star with the way they treated him there.
1: Yeah, and look, you mentioned Bobby being taken out of the match, like kind of taking you out of the match because you're all kind of focused on the corner there. It took me out of the match because, well, now all of a sudden, I'm like, well, why are they taking Bobby out of the match? Why did they remove? Are they putting somebody else in the match? Oh, shit. Is Cody Rhodes in Saudi Arabia? You know, like that. That was a big thing. I kept waiting for a sixth entrant to come out. And then when the buzzer clicked and it went on Lashley's thing, I'm like. Okay, are we going to get a music hit? What the hell's going on here? Is there going to be a sixth entrant? That's what constantly kept, like, taking my mind out of the matches. I'm sitting here thinking, what are they going to do for Lashley's spot? And they didn't do anything for Lashley's spot because Cody Rhodes wasn't in Saudi Arabia. As far as we know, Cody Rhodes still hasn't signed a contract with WWE. And then all of a sudden, Brock Lesnar just went off script, which was so damn brilliant on his part. He's like, screw this. I ain't waiting any longer. The man busted out of the pod. No one knew he was going to do that and then just went straight into instant kill mode. And that that was fantastic for Brock. Right? Like, he looked like an unstoppable monster. And the way that he knows how to showcase his pure badassery, right, is what makes him one of the top stars in the company in the world. But then we get down to the booking of the men's match, right? And that's where it's going to lead us into this conversation. It's time to answer the five count on the believe podcast network. So pure badass Brock Lesnar takes over and he goes in there. Nobody had been eliminated from this match yet, except for Bobby Lashley, who was in concussion protocol. Comes in there. F five, Seth Rollins takes Rollins out of the match. Immediately punches a couple. Who went first? Was it Riddle? Riddle was next, and then it was uh, AJ Styles after that. It was like, boom, boom. Boom, Three of the top stars on Raw decimated, again, as Brock activates instant kill mode. Then we finally got some fun stuff. Like, Austin Theory got a major rub in this match, and he was genuinely, genuinely entertaining. The F5 off the top of the pod was insane. And Brock Lesnar was great taking the fake selfies after he finally pinned Austin Theory. There was like a brief second there where some people were like, oh my God, is Austin Theory going to win this? No, of course, Austin Theory wasn't going to win that damn match, even with a low blow and whatever the hell else he was going to do. So these people who are online said, oh, I thought Austin was going to win that. I was like, really? Really, MFers? No, he wasn't going to win. gullible (laughs) as hell. But Brock ends up standing tall. SP3, looking at the landscape of things, we were very, very concerned heading into this matchup that bobby lashley was just going to drop the title he's going to be a transitional champion knowing that they at least had an out there with him being injured as a need to change the wwe championship giving those circumstances do you have any issues with the way that the men's elimination chamber was booked
0: uh yeah i do have issues um Like I said, I always try to think about WWE with my Vince hat on. And, you know, it's all fine and dandy with the Vince hat on, the booking here. Because Brock Lesnar looks strong. Brock Lesnar's in your main event of WrestleMania. You want to make the main event of WrestleMania feel like the biggest match ever. Brock Lesnar has tore through all these guys in the Royal Rumble. Tore through all these guys in the Elimination Chamber. Is the WWE champion he looks like an unstoppable force and you got Roman Reigns who's tore through everyone that has been in front of him for the past 538 days as yep. universal champion they he looks like a irresistible force so these this is the type of main event that this man loves it's the type oh, of yeah. main event he pleads for two major stars going up each, against each other so this all works for him but my issues with it is everyone else looks like trash except for Austin Theory. And Austin Theory, all he really did was was just do Brock Lesnar's kryptonite of doing the low blow. So he's smart. At least he comes off as smart. So that's an improvement for what his character has been presented as on Monday Night Raw for weeks as an idiot who just takes selfies. By the way, the Riddle selfie, one of the best things about that Elimination Chamber match. Um, But, yeah, it's just Riddle who was gaining more momentum, me and you talking about him being a top three baby face. Once again, looks like trash against against Brock Lesnar. Can't even land I'm, a move. I'm,
1: I'm wondering if that's more Brock
0: though, right? Like hey. he
1: definitely no sold riddle while he was getting into the pod. I'm still wondering if there's some, all right, I'll reluctantly work with him, but I'm not really going to work with him. You know yeah, what I'm he's just he's here, not going to
0: give him any kind of rub whatsoever. He's just been here to be a punching bag. But then yeah. you have two of your biggest stars, honestly. When you look at, yeah, you got your top six, but when you look at that next level, the, right at the head of it should really be Seth Rollins and AJ Styles. He is in that golden six. Yeah. yeah Rollins I mean, is. I mean at I least I know, thought he was. I, yeah, I don't know about that anymore, Brian. I don't know about that anymore, sir. Um, there's there's Becky and there's Charlotte, and there's uh Rhonda Wanda. and there's brock i said that i was the one that said it was a t- it was a golden five you said six you tried to add seven in there but i i don't know anymore because this did not look good for someone that they have been, been given the biggest push on tv for and just beat roman reigns at the last pay-per-view by disqualification yet he couldn't even land a move on brock lesnar and that
1: that's my biggest issue Like, yeah, we could talk about AJ Styles, right? But his booking hasn't been spectacular other than one win over over, uh, Damian Priest in the last few weeks. Yeah, Riddle, okay, I'll chalk that up, like I said, to Brock not really wanting to work with him. And yeah, Austin Theory looked great. That's my biggest problem, though, is you have Seth Rollins, who literally on the last pay-per-view took Roman Reigns to the limit and was seconds away from winning the Universal Championship. This guy took your top dog, your undefeated, for 500... How many days? 546?
0: 539 and f- 39 days today.
1: Five, okay, 539. Whatever it is. He may get to 700 if he beats uh, Brock Lesnar at uh, at WrestleMania. So that paddle of rain could stretch all the way into SummerSlam and maybe even beyond. You had Seth Rollins take him to the limit, and Roman Reigns had to cheat to hang on to the title. And then... Brock busts his way out of the pod, hits 1F5 on Seth Rollins and he's out. He's out, he's done. He didn't take a whole lot of damage before that. At no. least I don't recall again, I don't recall a whole lot of what happened before Brock got into the match. Exactly. And then Rollins is the first one out. I know you're trying to build theory for the for the future, right? But I would have I would have had it come down to Seth and Seth and Roman. At least make Seth look like a viable threat. But you're wholeheartedly right. These four spots could have been anybody on the roster. Literally, you could have just drawn names out of a hat. You could have had Hornswoggle in there. It would not have mattered. It was all about Brock. It's all about making him look as as unstoppable as possible heading in. Uh, And it kind of makes, honestly, it kind of hurts Roman. The fact that Seth Rollins took him to the limit. And then instant kill shot from Brock Lesnar. It honestly reminds me about Shayna Baszler when she won the chamber match. I know you're trying to set her up as the clear number 1 contender at WrestleMania 36 and that's great. But you just destroyed your entire Raw Women's roster. I mean
0: decimated your entire then, Raw Women's roster. And then when she doesn't win, it it, it just ruins everything cuz yes. at least if she wins, now Raw has that big bad to chase and everybody has to get better to get up to her. But if you if you have her wipe right through the whole the whole division and then lose, it's like Well, the same person who's been a champion for a year, that's the person. Oh, oops. A month later, she gives away the title at a baby shower. Like, (laughs) that's what they do. And the issue, the biggest issue with this men's elimination chamber is that you got guys like Seth Rollins. You got guys like AJ Styles, Riddle, Austin Theory. But the only thing from a 15-minute match, by the way, why the hell were all these (laughs) elimination chambers so freaking short? And... This one, all you're going to remember is the buckle bomb spot that takes out Lashley when there was much better ways to take out Lashley from this match. And then you'll remember Brock breaking out and going ballistic on everybody. The Austin Theory hope start and then the F5 off the top of the pod. That's all you're going to remember. Although four of your top workers were in there for a good 10 minutes before Brock got in here. And we don't remember anything that those workers did because the focus was on Lashley and then Brock.
1: And what does this do to set up? Right? Cause again, now you're looking at a spot where just like you said, with Shane Baszler losing at WrestleMania 36 to Becky Lynch. I still think Roman is winning at WrestleMania. So you did all of that. You decimate the entire men's roster on Monday night, raw, including your top guy in Seth Rollins and then Roman Reigns is going to win the WWE championship. And it's like, okay, well now who's ready. Who's ready to face, who's ready to face Roman Reigns for the WWE championship on the raw side. You already have a thin, thin, thin roster over on SmackDown for when he continues his universal title reign.
0: Like this is why once again, for all the people that are skeptical Of Cody Rhodes coming to WWE. The reason why people like me are excited about it. Is because this company don't got anybody else. Like they need someone new to come in. And then them get a push to first Roman Reigns because they have completely either wiped out or diminished anyone who could have been a challenger for Roman Reigns. Seth Rollins takes him to the limit, wins by DQ. The following month gets beaten beaten to death. Doesn't land a move on Brock Lesnar. Drew McIntyre gets gets uh, drafted to SmackDown. You're thinking, oh, they're gonna heat him up so he can verse Roman Reigns. No, he's been stuck in a four month feud with Madcap Moss. And happy Corbin. It's just like this company just needs someone new to come in that they haven't ruined in the past few months so they can have a fresh start. To try to put someone over, because if it's anyone on the current roster, I'm not gonna believe it for more than a month or so. You did that with Finn Balor. You did that with Cesaro. It's you did that with Kevin Owens. You just you used them for three months with with Roman Reigns, and then immediately he was right back into the mid card. So it just it's like there's no benefit really of of versing Roman Reigns anymore. Like, Jey Uso got something at it. But honestly, a year later, where are we? We're at Jey Uso back in the Uso's being tag team champions. His career hasn't really progressed that much either. So it's just like, there's no, you have created this microcosm. And this is something that the WWE has done since the John Cena days. They had like two or three guys at that time when John Cena and Batista and Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton were coming up. They went with, with John Cena and Batista. John Cena was the one that, was the, that became the bigger draw, and they just stuck with him, and they made it about one guy, and there, yep. it's a, like a pyramid from there, and they have created that once again with Roman Reigns. It only took them five years to get there. That's the right. only difference. Yeah.
1: And here's the thing. Roman's been universal champion for over 500 days now.
0: Who, who the hell
1: is left? even when he does be like he's already beaten everybody. He has beaten everybody, which is why Cody Rhodes coming in is genuinely exciting. But now you're putting two titles on Roman when he's already beaten everyone.
0: Literally. There's no one on the current roster that people would believe has to be Roman. It's either got to be Cody or someone in NXT, like a Braun breaker or somebody that's, that's literally the only people uh, fans will believe that can beat Roman at this point. It has to be someone that's not on this roster that they have clearly sent the message to every single fan it's Roman greater than everybody. And now, nowadays, the last couple of months, especially, they've been saying Roman and Brock greater than everybody.
1: Maybe Brock wins
0: and then we run it back again at SummerSlam. Oh, God, please. Just just have Roman Reigns. Just, just shoot <laughs> shoot old yellow. Come on, y'all did this twice. Just do it. Just have a I mean, win. Look, Vince, Move a, on. Look, Vince is caught in a catch-22
1: because he won't create anybody or he won't book anybody up to the point. I'm not saying he has to create. Like, you have the talent there, but he won't book anybody to get up to the level of Roman Reigns to be a competitive challenger. And then when he goes and looks at the empty well, he's like, Oh, well, we don't have anybody. Guess we got to keep booking Brock and he won't book anybody else to build up. It's like, oh, well, we don't have anybody. We got to keep booking Brock and it just keep it's a vicious, endless cycle. Move on to something that makes me happy. Let's talk about those women's matches this past uh, weekend at Elimination Chamber. I thought the women were the highlight of the show, starting out with the, the outfits. My my yeah. goodness. Every woman knocked it out of the damn park. That was so much better to just have the the variations of their their actual gear, but to have it, you know, formatted to to fit the, the BS Saudi rules that they have over there. All of them looked fantastic. It was a lot better than wearing the baggy ass t-shirts. Um, you know, so it was a great look and I thought everybody looked spectacular. From Absolutely. and I mean this from the in-ring standpoint. That was a very fun, albeit very quick, women's elimination chamber match. Applause to Alexa Bliss, who looked like she hadn't missed a damn step. She looked spectacular. Uh, very crisp, very fast, very smooth. Thought she was going to pull that one out at the end until Bianca Belair finally won the match, which would I do believe was the right call. Rhea Ripley looked like a star. Dewdrop looked great. Liv Morgan had a scary spot, but was able to overcome that and then hit the Sunset Flip powerbomb to pin Dewdrop, so even she got a nice little rub. Nikki performed well, but you know she was booked like Nikki's been being booked. Nikki
0: but Nikki uh, looked the most like she didn't change her outfit at all.
1: She just had yeah, pretty much,
0: <laughs> pretty much. It was it
1: was a slightly different superhero look, slightly <laughs> slightly different. A very fun chamber match. It, I do believe they went with the right call. Bianca wins, so now all eyes are on the women's championship match between Lita and Becky Lynch, and heading into this, we talked about gotta go under seven and a half minutes, tell a great story here, protect Lita at at all costs, because you you don't know what she can do being out of the game this long. They said, fuck that. They said, fuck that, and I applaud Lita. I give her a standing ovation. She went out there and didn't try to hide a damn thing. She went out there and said, I'm Lita. I got this. Let's go. Was it a five-star classic? No, it was not. Grading on a curve, I thought it was a damn good match. There were a couple of spots here or there. You could see Becky Lynch kind of being the ring general there a little bit and kind of leading her through it here or there, which is great. That's the role that she should be taking after being you know, on top of her game for so long. That one little miss spot there where Becky kind of, where Lita, was, either Becky was early or Lita was late on the takedown. And either way, you know, whatever. They had a couple of spots there was like, oh shit, Is Lita actually gonna win this damn thing. Becky Lynch hits a moonsault. We don't see her pull that stuff out. This match went 11 minutes and it was good. It was really, really, really good. And both Lita and Becky Lynch shined in this. You saw, you saw Becky Lynch kind of, Lean over and whisper something to Lita. I'm sure that was a great moment for Becky facing her childhood idol. They get the win. Lita was over as hell in Saudi Arabia, by the way. I think got the loudest pop of the night. And it sets up WrestleMania 38. Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair, just like it was always planned, right? SP3 Becky was was always planned. planned It was always going to be that way definitely always going to be that way from the second they brought Becky Lynch back they're like oh we're gonna give Bianca her redemption at Wrestlemania that's definitely always been the plan Mm -hmm. regardless if it was or not you can debate it you can talk about it whatever you want it's happening now and I thought this was very very interesting at the beginning of that match and I'm talking about the women's elimination chamber match by the way the announcer said the winner will go on to main event WrestleMania and challenge for the raw women's championship. And I'm going, how many damn nights of WrestleMania are there? Because we already got Charlotte and Rhonda and WrestleMania main event. We already got Brock and Roman. Where's night three. Where, 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 where are we figuring this one out? So let's have a little bit of fun here. This one should uh, be an interesting conversation. Number two here on the five count, which women's championship match should main event WrestleMania night one. Of course, Roman and Brock's going to uh, main event night two. Should it be Charlotte and Ronda, or should it be Becky and Bianca? SP3, I will let you go first.
0: We're seriously asking me this question? I mean, you pit the bigger star in the main event. You pit Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair. Ronda Rousey won the Royal Rumble. You don't don't try to sully the sanctimonious uh, winner of the Royal Rumble. That's what they win. They win a spot in the main event of WrestleMania. For weeks, for weeks, They've been telling us that the winner of this woman's elimination chamber would verse the Raw Women's Champion. It don't. It just. They made a mistake. That's what I think, and I think that <laughs> people are gonna take that mistake and run with it and try to convince themselves that Bianca and Becky should main event WrestleMania. And you're not thinking which events had on when you say that. I told you before, and I'll tell you here. First of all, I want to say I apologize, WWE. I think so lowly of you and I am so <laughs> pessimistic about your booking that I never thought Bianca Belair would verse Becky Lynch for the world women's championship at WrestleMania 38. So I'm happy that they, they had a a storyline that is paid off months in advance, you know, starts in August ends here, regardless if it was the plan all along or not. And a certain report we'll talk about kind of proves it wasn't the plan all along, but no. we will get to that. But as far as this matchup, I think it's going to end in 13 seconds. I think WWE's way to redeem Bianca Belair is for her to beat Becky Lynch in a shorter amount of time than Becky beat her. I think if they get time, they can have a good to great match at WrestleMania, and it would be an excellent opener to night one. But no, they should not main event night night one, because there's always the chance this will just be 13 seconds to redeem Bianca Belair fully in WWE, aka Vince's mind.
1: That is exactly why this match should main event WrestleMania because that way it circumvents that it forces them to go beyond that idea. And I'm tired of you putting that out into the universe because it's almost like you're trying to will it to happen because these two performers should get a long match at WrestleMania. There's no way that you, and I get, I get the thinking, right? I definitely 100% get the thinking. And usually I'm a full circle guy and I love the poetry of things. Everything is great. No. You don't do that. It's dumb. This is WrestleMania. I hated it when when, uh, Daniel Bryan lost his triumphant title reign because he decided to kiss his girlfriend and then ate a boot from Sheamus in, what, 13 seconds? However long that damn match was. I hated that they did that because Daniel Bryan was bulletproof for God knows how long heading into that match and then one kick and he's out. I hated that and I hated it for Daniel Bryan. And I would hate that for Bianca and Becky because these two deserve to have a long match. And I'm talking about the performers, not the characters. These two deserve to have a long match at WrestleMania. I get what you're saying with the biggest star with Ronda Rousey, and I can't can't argue. And and WWE is going to look at that from a casual audience standpoint, even though the casual audience, we could argue all day whether how big that actually is. And Vince will probably point to that and go, okay, Ronda Rousey, yeah, we're going to put that in. But at some point, you got to throw your hardcore audience a bone here. And I think more people are going to be invested than Becky and Bianca. And I'm talking about the Bianca fans, particularly here, than they are going to be Charlotte and Rhonda. They absolutely well, are going to be more invested in that match
0: than I think Charlotte and Rhonda. And you have two other things here. The yes. har- heart, the hardcore fans are going to outnumber the casual fans at WrestleMania. No, I think there's going to be just as many casual fans as there's going to be hardcore fans. And I think they, they want to see Rhonda versus Charlotte. Yeah, they're going to get it. That's fine. But I'm talking about rewarding. In the main event. In the main event. No, you don't don't. don't have to reward them. Like, WWE doesn't do that. Exactly. So throw throw us a damn ball. No. Why would they do it now? Why? That doesn't help because them. If they're one... gonna guess what, if they're gonna reward the the hardcore fans, neither one of these women's matches are gonna main event WrestleMania. That type of thinking is going to lead to Stone Coast Steve Austin mm-hmm. versus Kevin Owens being the main event of night one. So don't give me that. That's a whack argument because at W you have to you when you think like that, you have to put your WWE and Vince hat on, and Vince is gonna say, I gotta reward my hardcore fans. Stone Cold Steve Austin coming back from 20 years versus their fan favorite, Kevin Owens. That's the match they want to see in the main event. I but shouldn't just throw the match. woman they're of bone. going to
1: Stone Cold stunning one guy and then drinking
0: some beer. That's not a main event. That's an opener. The 13-second match between Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch ain't going to be much of a and main you event. you main event, it ain't going to be 13 not seconds. Gonna be, it's, not gonna, it's going to be 13 no, seconds regardless. It's going Char- to be
1: Charlotte and Ron. It's but going it's, to be Charlotte and Ronda. What I'm trying to say is, is that it, Bianca what is it and- going to be? The question is, what should it be? And I'm telling you, coupled with the fact that the audience is going to be more invested, you protect it from only going 13 seconds, which it shouldn't, and you have the Bianca Redemption story, and you have one more just beautifully poetic thing here. You have the only two women who have won main events in WrestleMania... Fighting over a championship. I would love to see those two actually battle it out in the main event. It's the better story. Main, everything's
0: the main event. Everything's the main event at WrestleMania. It doesn't matter if it goes on last or not. <laughs> so it can be the opener of the show, and it's still the main event of the evening. It's going to be Ronda and Charlotte.
1: I think it should be Bianca and Becky. I hope that it match should longer.
0: be the biggest stars because that's what WWE wants.
1: And that's why not. we're getting Logan Paul, and that's why we're getting Johnny Knoxville, and that's why we're getting Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestling on this card, and we got people like Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura, and a few other people who may not even make uh, the damn rock, the damn card at this point. We may have had a completely different WrestleMania main event if you go back to October, November, that area around there. And keep in mind, this was after Bailey's injury. Bailey got injured in July last year. Mm-hmm. Louis Dangor of Gimme Sport says that WWE was considering, I believe he used the word strongly, strongly considering a four horsewomen main event of night one of WrestleMania 38 Charlotte versus Becky versus Sasha versus Bailey, which makes me believe that they had a pretty good idea that Bailey would be ready in time. That would be, that would be the caveat. That would be the only thing that would give me pause from putting that down on the card sheet in pen, right? But that wasn't the reason why it was called off. Apparently the reason why it was called off is because they decided to pull in Ronda Rousey. Now I'm pretty sure I know what your answer is going to be. So we'll move on to number three here and I'll let you do your little spiel here. Probably going to be very similar to your second answer there. SP three. Would you have altered a four horse women mania main event to book Ronda Rousey on the show?
0: Oh, yeah, of course. Of course, you bring in the biggest star when you can, and a biggest star that has proven that they can work in these big match scenarios. So Ronda Rousey coming in is a no brainer. You hold off on that four horseman uh, woman main event because guess what? You can still do it down the line. You don't have to do it now. You can do it. You can do that later. You don't know how long you got Ronda Rousey. So you book Ronda Rousey when you can book Ronda Rousey. And I think that before anyone wants to be like, oh, you know, we don't get our four horsemen woman main event because of Ronda Rousey. You also wouldn't get Bianca Belair redeeming us uh, in the, the plan that was the plan all along if it wasn't for Ronda Rousey. So this is a win-win. WWE gets to complete a story so they can say this was the plan all along, similar to what they did with Daniel O'Brien and, and WrestleMania 30 with mm-hmm. Bianca Belair now. And they get to book the biggest star possible in the women's division and a way to give them a WrestleMania main event. This is a win-win for everybody.
1: A match like the Four Horsewomen going up against one another that one considering everything that all four of these women have accomplished they're all four slam dunk hall of famers and this is a match that i think everybody wants to see mostly because they want to see who would wwe would book on top everybody assumes it would be becky or charlotte possibly winning that match just because again we're, we're tiered they're part of the golden five and unfortunately sasha and bailey are not it should be the golden seven because they should be on that same pedestal uh, with Becky and Charlotte, and they're just not. They are talent-wise, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah. For me, if you're considering doing this match and you believe that Bailey is going to be healthy in time, you strike while the iron's hot and you do it. You go ahead and you do it, because you could sit here and say, "Oh, well, you can always do it a year from now or two years from now." Who knows if Sasha Banks doesn't get that that big movie role or decide to take some you know some time off. Who knows if, you know, you have another injury a couple of weeks out. All right. If you feel like you can do this, um, th- this is the biggest match outside of Brock and Roman that you could have booked for this card. No. Except for Ronda and Becky, exactly. which they still didn't do. So those are your two but, biggest women's matches
0: that well, you Ronda, for this card. And and you didn't do the- either one of them ronda charlotte a big match too it's not it's, it's not big bi- it's not bigger than the four horsewomen women to hardcore wrestling fans but to casual fans the rick flair's daughter versus the former queen of mma that's a bigger match
1: I'll, I'll argue one other point right the whole redemption story thing you still could have absolutely paid that off i would have paid that off at the royal rumble i would have taken the title off of becky lynch And put it on Bianca Belair at the Royal Rumble. Because I don't think the Four Horsewomen needs a championship. I don't. I don't. It doesn't. It doesn't need a championship, SP3. I don't care. You can laugh at me all you want. That match does not need a women's championship on the line. It does not. You do that. You could have booked the Four Horsewomen in a match at WrestleMania. You could have booked Bianca Belair defending against Rhea Ripley, by the way. Those two have great chemistry with one another. You could have had Son. You could have had Naomi win the SmackDown Women's Championship. You could have booked. Bought- you could have booked two other title matches. Actually built up some of your lower card on the roster and still main evented with your four top stars. And then bring Ron. Stop laughing at me. You're 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 drinking the Vince McMahon Kool Aid of this is why we don't do this. This is exactly what they should be doing. And then you bring Ronda Rousey back night one after WrestleMania. That way you don't have to rush her back four months after she just gave birth. You rushed her back. Why? You didn't need to rush her back. You could have booked those three matches and would have been fine. You could have had Naomi walk into Texas as the SmackDown Women's Championship, Champion, and that would have been great. You could have had Rhea and Bianca continue this nice little rivalry that they built. Because right now you got Rhea Ripley who ain't doing shit at WrestleMania. You could have main evented with the women. Four-horse Could have done it. They decided not to. So they could bring Ronda Rousey in. That's what I would have booked. And your card would have been better. Your entire card would have been better. Tell me we're going to get a better women's card at WrestleMania 38 than what we just got this past weekend in Elimination Chamber. Go ahead. Tell me we're going to get that.
0: Yeah, we you ain't. can. You can, yes. You can. I think... I think-, I think- I think Ronda and Charlotte are going to be a good match. I think if they don't do Becky and Bian- Bianca doing 13 seconds, uh, that will be a good matchup. And if they go with my idea for the women's side team titles, good Trish and Lita in there, Sasha and Bailey, Queen Zelina and Carmella, that will be a good match. So, yeah, that's not re- What you said is not realistic. That's why I was laughing at it. It's not realistic. If the it four should be women- realistic. No, but it's not. Like I, you can you can go with what should happen and what could happen, or if it had a different owner, if it had this, if Triple H was booking, if this and that. Let's go with the reality of this company. If so the four horsewomen, if let, the let, four let, horse women go up against four horsewomen on top, never let anybody crack that. But if the four horsewomen go on in the main event of WrestleMania, they have the equivalent of Roman and Brock. They're gonna put both titles in there. I think that was the idea. They they saw all the attention that Charlotte and and Becky were getting heading into Survivor Series. The timeline kind of fits with what Louis reported of around the time. They saw all that attention that I was getting, and they realized, whoa, at Survivor Series, we're kind of giving away our biggest singles match between active women possible. So what's a bigger match than that? Oh, we've never done the four horsewomen at a WrestleMania or in the main on the main roster since they burst in NXT. So let's put that all together. Let's put it. Let's make it the biggest match possible. If you're if you are thinking with like Vince McMahon, you're going to think, well, I got Brock and Roman. That's my biggest match possible with the men. What's my biggest match possible with the women? Four women for the SmackDown and the Raw Women's Championship. They would have unified both of those titles. We wouldn't have to deal with title swap segments next November not gonna, or next you're not, you're October. No, it's winner take all between Brock and Roman, so it's going to be two but, separate titles. But he's still going to hold it for a while, ladies and gentlemen. Sure he I'll is. It, yeah, yeah, he's at least holding that. He's so, going so, to have
1: two. He's going to have two matches a night. Honestly, though, I, I wouldn't know. be no, surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if Roman just said. I ain't working twice in a week and just chuck the WWE championship down on the ground at the end of uh, WrestleMania night one. I are on the the roll after I wouldn't be surprised if he did that. To be completely honest.
0: I I just know, ladies and gentlemen, this is not going to be a situation like Becky Lynch in 2019, where Roman's going to lose the titles the next month. So if they're going in that idea with the men, they could have gone with that idea with the women. And it would have made whoever came out of this matchup, especially if it's Bailey and Sasha, they would be seen on the level of Becky and, and Charlotte. So someone would be elevated despite these being the four best women. At least somebody would be elevated if they went with the other two. So, that match was always going to be for a title or both titles. Ladies and gentlemen, thinking that it would be another world where that would be a non-title match where Naomi, I think Naomi and Sonya have the best chance to have a non-title singles match on this year's WrestleMania sure. card. But to think that they would be in the SmackDown women's championship matchup at WrestleMania, when Oscar was being built as one of the best SmackDown women's champions uh, at uh, ever at the end of 2018, beginning of 2019, and lost it three weeks before the pay-per-view, do you think they're going to make that the the SmackDown Women's title match at a WrestleMania and then three years later? No, let's be realistic. Let's but use history. The problem. Let's use that's history the whole damn to problem. You're just what accepting we can
1: get. It. You're accepting this. You're just accepting bad booking.
0: You because just decided to it was- accept
1: it. We shouldn't be, be that way. We shouldn't be thinking
0: that Naomi and Sonya Deville shouldn't be for a women's championship match. I didn't say Virginia. shouldn't. I said this company wouldn't. I'm not saying shouldn't. And that's the I problem. Nev- I, what I'm saying is that none nobody should think about shoulds in WWE. You are just creating your own problem. That's your problem. That's not WWE's. I'm
1: not sitting here. I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm not going to enjoy both of these matches at WrestleMania. But I will sit here and say that I do think that Rhea Ripley has earned a spot on this card and probably doesn't have one at this point. Same with Naomi. Same with Sonya Deville. Bianca, luckily, she's going to benefit. She's the biggest beneficiary of this match not happening. Exactly. And she should win. Yeah. I I wouldn't be
0: surprised if if Becky Lynch wins at WrestleMania, though. I wouldn't would not either and I do find it funny that you literally were like oh you, you can save this and not have Ronda rush back four months after giving birth like this four horseman match wouldn't have Bailey rushing back four months after an ACL surgery so I love, because I, love how, I love how you didn't you didn't keep that same energy
1: August September October November December January February well, no I'm March. talking about when
0: they when they are planning to do when they were planning to do this was in December with the idea that she would be your so obviously is is we are in february and she's not back yet so not thinking, yet. thinking that she would be back and you could set up your and WrestleMania, i said that the very event. first
1: thing out of my ma- mouth when we talked about this was that would no. have been the biggest thing that gave me pause but, was Bailey not being able to get ready to go you
0: then you then said you, you oh don't rush don't rush Bay- uh, R- Rousey back you 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 basically used the thing that you you a lot of it the, the end of so march what? is 8 months of the timeline So what? Ronda Rousey is a beast. She could come back four months after giving birth. Becky Lynch just did it after eight months, and Ronda went to beat her. So what? Don't don't you can't. What I'm trying to say is you can't stipulate the other and then bring that up in your uh, in your argument. You got to keep the same energy across the board. I'm saying you shouldn't you know, have even you shouldn't have even mentioned the Ronda part to be honest with you you should have just kept the same energy on you creating this four horsemen woman non-title in this fantasy world you living in where Naomi and Sonya Smackdown. I think you got your math confused because
1: Bailey being back for WrestleMania fits with her injury timeline.
0: What I'm saying is, you could have had WWE one. don't know injury timelines. You know, they just toss out numbers. I am, I think the issue we are having on this question is I am leaving in reality, and you're living in the should place. <laughs> you're living in the should place where I would never go when talking about WWE.
1: Alright, let me ask you a question. So, Wrestlemania 40, when this match finally happens, because that's the earliest that they're going to do it, if Becky and, and Ronda are shoehorned in uh, for a Wrestlemania 39 in LA. So, let's say, two years from now, over two years from now, we're able to finally get this match. Who does go over, and who should go over? Because I have a feeling those are going to be two very different things.
0: Becky Lynch goes over. Um, Bailey should go over.
1: If it was this year at WrestleMania, Becky would go over, but Sasha Banks should go over. Sasha Banks has not had a win at WrestleMania in her entire career. Sasha Banks winning the Four Horsewomen Fatal 4-Way at WrestleMania to get her first big win, I think that pushes her up in that stratosphere with Becky and Charlotte. But I do believe Becky. I, I do believe Becky would have gone over.
0: I, right. I feel like Bailey should win because she's the lowest on the totem pole of the four horsewomen. So, she it's needs. So to hard. Win I the hate.
1: Most. I hate when people try to rank the four horsewomen. I really really do. I'm, I
0: I all- am not I'm not ranking the four horsewomen. I'm talking about in the eyes of WWE. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, I don't talk <laughs> about anything in WWE based on how I feel. I'm basing it on obviously want about to the WWE I- thoughts. They don't want to know your thoughts as Vince McMahon. Let's talk about let's talk about AEW. I could talk <laughs> about my thoughts on AEW because I'm able to be a fan with a- We can talk about New Japan. Hey, uh, Impact Wrestling had had Jay White turn on god kicked him out of the bullet club had eddie edwards turn on impact and join honor no more because he's an roh og i will be a fan all day with that stuff but wwe it being a fan is a frustrating thing that i have two kids and i don't have that time for all
1: right we're we're quickly running out of time because i want to get you to the start of that game and you have a live stream here so let's do uh two quick ones to close out the show Number four, WWE is going to induct Undertaker into the Hall of Fame this year. The biggest duh in the history of duhs with WrestleMania being in Texas this year. Uh, well deserved, obviously. The man's an icon. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He just retired. Okay, boom. This one makes a ton of sense. Who would you like to see join him in the twenty twenty two class? SP three.
0: Um, I said this earlier this year, and I'll say it again. You want to create relations with other companies? Mickey James, give me Mickey James in the WWE Hall of Fame. I wouldn't mind that at all. D'Lo Brown, uh, you know, I was saying jokingly before the Royal Rumble, but I do feel D'Lo Brown should already be in the Hall of Fame. So those are two names just off um, the top of the dome. Um, Michelle McCool to go in at the same year as her husband is another another yeah, good uh, shout nice. out there um like any of the guys that i feel like are like would be the texas based inductions i can not i kind of feel like the undertaker should just be the texas interdu- as well as the headliner he's the representative of texas that's all fine and dandy um so yeah i don't uh, that's the that's the ones that i think of
1: i i love the addition of mickey james i didn't i didn't think about her mostly because She's still an active competitor and could very easily come back to WWE at at some point in her career. And that's why I'm sitting here thinking, well, who else could it be? I mean, Jericho is still competing. He's with another company. That's not going to happen. Daniel Bryan, same thing. I think they're they're holding.
0: They inducted the Dully Boys and Bully Ray performed that same weekend. Yeah, you're right. They, yeah, if you were not active in WWE, I think that you should be in the Hall of Fame.
1: All good points. I think they're holding off Batista because remember he was announced
0: they're, they're holding the, off at 39. Hollywood. Yeah.
1: That would be a great place to induct the rock as well.
0: To be completely honest
1: with you, although he's still an active competitor in his eyes, he may be main event. How about that? How about you put the hall of fame ring on the rock right before he goes in main events, WrestleMania 39 against Roman reigns. Um, for me though, no disrespect to anybody, the undertaker, he's a Mount Rushmore guy. I, I, I think he will overshadow anybody else who is up there with him. I would strongly, strongly consider just having The Undertaker be the class of 2022. I would just have him be the one guy who's up there. That way, you don't have to rush through any speeches. You don't have to pick who inducts him. You can get anybody from Mick Foley to Dutch Mantel, our good friend. Uh, to Kane, to Vince McMahon, you can have everybody out there. But whatever they do, please rib Kane one more time so he's up there in his actual outfit while everybody else is out there in suits. Uh, we do have Monday Absolutely. Night
0: Raw. Well, Absolutely. I don't, I don't agree with that only because they've done that already. They did that at Survivor Series 2020. So I'm good. I'm good on them doing it again at the Hall of Fame. Like, if you didn't do it at Survivor Series 2020, that's a great idea, but they did it already.
1: Yeah, you're, fair point. Monday Night Raw tonight. Do we think Cody Rhodes shows up? Yes or no?
0: The adrenaline in my soul is telling me that we are going to see Cody, Cody, Cody Rhodes. So I am, I am, I am excited for it. I think that he should debut on Monday Night Raw and, you know, Get the people talking. This is, you know, you got people talking coming out of Elimination Chamber. You got to keep them talking on the road to WrestleMania. Cody coming back on this show. You're building to the Austin comeback. Where If Cody comes back this show, you honestly don't need Austin on a Raw or WWE TV until the go-home show. Like Cody yeah. could be your thing to kind of ride it out. And you could slowly tell that Austin story on, you know, another part of the show with Kevin Owens, where yeah. he can carry the promos and Cody will kind of be the star that gets people eyes to you. Those AEW eyes back on WWE.
1: I'm making Seth Rollins a focus of this show because now the biggest question is what the hell is Seth Rollins doing at WrestleMania? Cause he doesn't have an opponent. He does not have a clear opponent. And I would have him cut a promo about how he's the main event, he's the franchise, there's nobody on his freaking level, even though he just got squashed by Brock Lesnar. And I would have Cody make his debut and step toe-to-toe with Seth Rollins for all the reasons why I laid out on a previous episode of the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast, that is why this should happen. Um, I don't think it's going to happen tonight, though. I think we're going to get a tease for it, but I just don't think uh, that it is going to happen. All right. Final thought, I don't know what this man was thinking, tucking his chin on an inverted Alabama slam. This man is lucky to be alive. Not lucky to be moving, not lucky to be uh stave off serious injury. This man is lucky to be alive. He landed directly on the top of his head, and you just saw everything buckle it. You saw his head buckle into his shoulders. I don't know how. He's still with us, still moving, still breathing, let alone finish that damn match with Drew McIntyre, which I actually thought was pretty good, exceeded my expectations. I know you have no interest in, in Mad Cat Moss, the character, but the performer, Riddick Moss, whatever his real name is, he earned a level of respect for me from that performance that he put on in that match. That is a tough son of a bitch. And I, uh, yeah, man, he he knows how to work in the ring, he's just got to get uh, off of this damn gimmick. And I think he's got a bright ass future. But he earned a level of respect from me. Just please, for the love of God, do not tuck your chin on an inverted Alabama slam.
0: God bless your soul. I want whatever sign, uh, you know, signs of the cross that you have up your butt where it saved you, where you didn't break your neck or smash your skull. I give him all the credit in the world. He deserves all the respect. Uh, uh, Happy Corbin for pulling him out of the ring right after that as well. And for working the rest of the match. I do not agree that the match was good, but he worked the rest of the match after completely smashing his temple. He deserves all the credit in the world.
1: Hey, Drew McIntyre hit a Claymore with a sword. All right. In his hand. that
0: That match went nine minutes and that was about eight minutes too long
1: oh i love doing this show with you i really do go watch a freaking nba all-star game we appreciate you guys tuning in to the believe in pro wrestling podcast for joining us for all 53 minutes of this 30 minute podcast we're getting better we're getting better nice heated heated topics today i think i won i think i won there you go. hit us up on social media let us know who you agree with more him at true heel sp3 or me uh at Rick uccino Also, make sure to subscribe to the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast YouTube channel. Get a chance to win $50 to shop AEW. You want those details? Look at my pinned tweet. We appreciate you guys. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. We'll be back tomorrow starting at 7 a.m. on Tuesday here on the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast brought to you by Bet Online.
0: Thank you for listening to
1: Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform.